Okay, so there is some, there is some, you know, airflow because I was wondering what if I had too much Taco Bell the night before <laughs> and Jägermeister. It's not like racquetball; like yeah. it's really embarrassing. Yeah, it's really <laughs> just hot boxed. In. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Shankcast, episode number thirty-one. Today we're going to be talking about pickleball. And its effect or non-effect on tennis. I'm curious. I have no idea what your guys' opinion on this is at all. Well, let's hear the let's hear the talking points. Yeah. First. So this came from this was a post made by a person in our Facebook group, which I highly recommend you. How many people do we have in there? Like six? No. 15,000. 15,000. 15, yeah, amazing. Just shout out to the the Facebook yeah. Essential Tennis Facebook group. Pretty amazing group of people. It might be the only group of 15,000 people on the internet that can get along like 97% of the right. time. I think this 3% might be <laughs> 3% of the time, it's like any other part of the internet. But most of the time, it's fantastic. I, I love that that group. But this was a hotly contested topic. Matt, can you fill us in a little bit? Yeah, so I was just scrolling through the, uh, the Facebook group, Ian, and I came across, this was from Brian Phillips, and he posted, does anyone else believe that pickleball is bringing down U.S. tennis? If you can't cover court much, <laughs> court playing dubs. Uh, and he basically said the park by his house just built two dedicated pickleball courts and only one tennis court. And he says he teaches tennis for a living and he's seeing fewer players in leagues, lessons, etc. Do we know where he is? Uh, I do not. I didn't, I didn't look up. I believe he's in the U.S. And basically... Just kind of went with that. And so what really kind of sparked my peak with this is I was going to respond and I didn't. And then all of a sudden, I want to say almost a day later, 97 responses from it <laughs> and then 56 likes. Now, I took this screenshot two days ago, so that could that number could even be higher. So that was, I believe, in a day or 12 hours, 97 responses. So with the 97 responses, I want to clarify, Tyler, one of the editors at Essential Tennis, and also, I'm assuming, moderator of this Facebook group, said he had to delete quite a few number of comments <laughs> because they were getting, quote-unquote, too heated. <laughs> so tennis players apparently feel very strongly one way or another about this topic. Why, does need to, why do personal attacks need to come no. into pickle? I mean, I, I get it. <laughs> there's, some, there's, a certain, there's a certain breed of tennis player that thinks all other paddle and racket sports are basically like a slap in the face to yes. their favorite, you know, their favorite mm -hmm. sport. I've always been the opposite. <laughs> I too. love all paddle rack. Let's how how about that? So you're you agree with me? I, I'm a hundred percent I'm a hundred percent in that agreement. And I look at it from two different angles. I guess I can elaborate more if you, you want me to. So I look at it on the two different angles of of my my own journey. So a lot of tennis players, if you look at the vacuum or the bubble, typically start off later in their career on the recreation side, okay. right? Between adult, yeah, like adult, 30s, late 20s, and I don't know how long they play for. Everybody at this table started as a junior. So I just mm -hmm. figured out I've been playing tennis 28 years. That's a long time to play one thing. Yep. So my path diverged when I was right out of college, and I started playing a lot of platform tennis, which I still same play to this day. Is that paddle tennis too? Paddle, Okay, yep. just clarifying And then I took up pickleball probably about four years ago, and I really enjoy it. Now, I understand with doing three different things, I'm kind of a master of none. Mm -hmm. I will not excel at anything, but I'm good at all three and but I you're enjoy having them. a good time. Yeah, that's that's to me. 
on the flip side of it, what Brian mentioned about the teaching part of it, yeah. I'm a businessman. Mm-hmm. If my tennis numbers are going down, how am I going to generate revenue? And if people at my club enjoy pickleball, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon and make as much money as possible. I don't have a... I look at the business side first of it if yep. I'm at a club. Let's you don't have a dog in the fight necessarily nope. as far okay. as uh, being loyal to a particular... No. I can understand. Like I, lo- I love... Ten- like, I would still personally pick tennis over all over. It's like my first... My first love, you know, is uh, tennis, and that so it has a special place in my heart. But as a yeah, as a business owner, the building we're in right now, which is full of freaking storage <laughs> crates and forklifts, brought in. You can you can see the pickleball lines on mm-hmm. the on the courts. The membership here got more stingy and more stingy and more stingy they would not pay increased court fees they would not pay increased membership dues and so the director of tennis here had no choice but to start running pickleball tournaments of course the the player the membership here like took it as like a slap in the face but what do you want somebody to do who has to balance you know a budget and be able to pay his staff and whatnot. Like so to me, this is like a common story that I've mm-hmm. seen around the country. For context, right, I was also ahead. part of that um, initial pickleball at what this essential tennis court, what this club used to be, and I loved it <laughs> before before the storage units. Yes, mean? Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I started playing here in the early '90s, mm-hmm. um, so I, I love this. You know, I love this building. It's sad that it went out of business. Well, let's just assume, though, that from the Facebook uh, group post that he's in the Midwest, if not Wisconsin, just to, so we can relate a little bit better. Let's just assume that. Because different parts of the country, even though it is one country. Well, first of all, where, where are your loyalties, Mark? Yeah. My loyalties. Yeah. Um, I've always taken, both as a player and as a coach and, I guess, analyst at this point, that you should pick a sport you or You should put an analyst on your business card, Maybe. for sure. That would be pretty yeah. sweet. There you go. <laughs> I'll date my LinkedIn. <laughs> you should. My favorite, um, my philosophy when it comes to sports as a player, a coach, and apparently analyst now is pick what you love and do the best damn thing you can do with it. So whether or not it's pickleball, basketball, swimming, polo, or darts. Air hockey. Air, ho- Air hockey. That's a tough, is that an Olympic game. sport yet? It should be. It should okay. be. It's a freaking great game. Yeah, it's, it's so much fun. <laughs> hockey. Can't do it sober, though. Um, do it, No matter what sport it is, do it and do it well. Whatever your job is, whatever your career is, do it and do it well. Pick something to get your mind off of the everyday grind of just this thing called life. So I'm not loyal. Tennis, just like you, is my first love. But tennis isn't for everybody. Some people play basketball. Some people yeah. play pickleball. I have no problem with that. So... But when it comes to repurposing tennis courts, all right, generally speaking, how, what are your feelings on that? Taking a tennis court and turning sure. it into pickleball. Whatever makes the most money for that business because I, too, am a business guy. And I'll even go the non-business side because you're seeing it more and more on park district sides or public facilities. Mm-hmm. I look at it like this because I – it's pretty funny because – and we've mentioned this before. Ian and I come from Ferris State prof- Professional Tennis Management. Mm-hmm. If I were to start a program, I would call it professional rackets management. Because in this day and age, you have to, a lot of clubs are requiring more than just tennis. They want pickleball. They, they want platform tennis. And uh, the USTA, I was just talking with somebody there. They just put in padel courts, which I want to try so bad. It's what's, like, what's that? So it's a combination, basically, of platform tennis and tennis. So you can hit it outside of a, it's like a glass 
Oh, yeah, I've or seen plexiglass. This. It looks yeah. amazing. It's, it's huge it's in Spain, in Europe. Right? In Europe. Yeah, yeah. It looks. Have you seen this? Padel. Padel. Uh, um, I had a, like a Zoom call with somebody who has like the biggest Padel YouTube channel it's... in in Europe, and I, I had hadn't heard of it till then. I watched. it. I was like, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a clear box that you play inside of across can, the net. You so it's. A, it, well, actually, I'd say it's more <laughs> of a combination of platform tennis and racquetball. Okay, so you can hit it off the walls. You can hit it out of the air, but you, like, platform tennis, you have to keep the ball within the confines yep. of the cage. Otherwise, you lose. And Padel, you don't. Mm. So you have an open door. You can run outside and get the ball back and play. <laughs> okay, so there is <laughs> some, there is some you know, airflow, because I was wondering, what if I had too much Taco Bell the night before, <laughs> and Jägermeister... It's not like racquetball. Like, yeah. It's really embarrassing. Yeah, it's just hotboxed in. <laughs> yeah. um, if you think MEP slash Ben was most exhausting, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, get into a Padel court with me. <laughs> let's, let's party. But, uh, but to go... <laughs> to go back is I look at like even the public facilities and, and again, I love the racket sports um, spirit. Mm-hmm. If my, the park by my house has eight tennis courts and nobody's using them and the park has to decide if they're going to rip it down and put more soccer fields, a baseball diamond or pickleball, I want pickleball because that's my interest, though, too. But when you say tear it down, meaning like you tear down the entire tennis net or do you just put up pickleball lines, which is also a good compromise. You can do that as well. And, and the you're, you're seeing some of that mm-hmm. come as well. But there is, I would say on the, the flip side, there's a much different experience if you're playing on dedicated pickle courts versus... A tennis court. And Having you have to a avoid of, the net yeah, post. Yeah, you have a, a bunch of lines. And, <laughs> yeah. But again, it's... You can't fit as many courts without with the post there, too. Correct. Right? correct. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it, but it, I look at it as, you mentioned it, I think, right before we got on. If the tennis courts are not being utilized, then they're going to put something there that's yeah. going to be. And vice versa. So, how park districts work, for some that don't know, is there's a board and there's people, obviously, that introduce this stuff so where i am i'm close to naperville illinois and they have one two spots now that have dedicated pickle courts they have tons of tennis courts yep and basically a group of people there was a massive demand from it from naperville they said we we want these things we'll utilize them and guess what they're always jam-packed i don't that's good yeah and i don't think if they would have done that with tennis just based on how many current existing tennis courts are there that would have happened yep and that's good to see because I think there's a park somewhere between um, Waukesha and Brookfield, a group of uh, current tennis players or maybe even ex-tennis players at this point, Zane, who's literally number four in the world, lives in Brookfield. I think that's his main outdoor court during the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, it where? Used to and be, where is it? Uh, it's Banting. Yeah, it's fine. Banting? Banting oh, Elementary nice. School. Okay. Um, it used to be four tennis courts, and they took three of the tennis courts down and made it all pickleball. Oh, and they've hosted tournaments there. They've had clinics there. It's fantastic. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's a, like to a, see, but... A first love tennis guy, like, that's... The, like, like that it, hits, it hits you a little right, bit. Right, it does. Okay. It does. But, but from a use case scenario, from an activity uh, perspective, from a, you know, potentially revenue or profit, like, it just... It is what it is. And it's sad... It's so weird, though, because I feel like we've been told for, like, a year now that tennis is booming. It's, like, the official, like, kind of sport of COVID, yada, 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 because <laughs> you're so, socially distanced, you know, outside doubles the the whole time. 
And yet I'm hearing, like, the, you know, this building, I'm hearing lots of stories about clubs and facilities being transferred over to other stuff or going out of business or whatever. And I don't know why that, that is. I don't know if it, the business model is just not sustainable the way it used to be or, or what. I, I don't have the data. Well, from a business standpoint, um, I have a friend who owns, who's a part owner at Lake Geneva uh, ten, Tennis Club. Tennis Club. Tennis Club. LG, LGT. Um, and other than, you know, them making money because they're right on the border of Illinois and mm-hmm. they're technically in Wisconsin. Um, he loves pickleball because the amount of money he's making, him and his business partners are making, is significantly higher. It's just more than people per square exactly. foot. It's like quick start. Yes. But yeah. For adults. Yeah. Right. It's like, and not only that, it's something. Well, before I, I get to that, I just want to address the fact that you know, sorry, what was his name? Like uh, Brian. Brian. Like Brian's probably banging his head against the wall right now because. There's nobody here representing his, you know, viewpoint, which is like oh. te- tennis first. Like, mm-hmm. get all the all the other sports, you know, out of there. Can, like, should be you guys should probably be, you know, defending tennis. I'm guessing is probably what he's saying right I, now. I can back up um, some of his points. After, I mean, do you guys have anything else? I had to, another pro pickleball point. Well, uh, go ahead, frankly. Yeah. Go ahead. And that was the accessibility. I mean, when when you look at aging populations like like florida you know re- yep. retirement haven mm-hmm. it just makes sense. pickleball is so much less you know jarring and um demanding on the body it just makes sense people are going to transition towards yeah. pickleball the the club in palm desert where i go back to every year during the bmp i've watched slowly one court out of really? each year i go back it's like one more court has become pickleball what year did you start noticing that oh Probably five or six years ago. I've been going there for like 10 years. Really? Probably five, six years ago. It was like, oh, pickleball. Oh, that's really? funny. And then it was like another court and then another court. And now it's like the whole back row of courts at this club is all pickleball now. And it's because it's like a retirement kind of mm-hmm. aged yeah. community. And the tennis courts just aren't. The fr- <laughs> the stadium court, beautiful, like terraced, uh, like stadium court right outside the pro shop, got uh, reclaimed and is now being used for bocce ball. Bocce? That hurts, like that, because yeah. it's a beautiful court. Like that's, that's where the, the head pro that's, taught all his lessons there. So it's like they, they would have like the pro am or right. whatever there, and it's it's freaking bocce ball now. As somebody who loves tennis, like I, yeah. I, you know, I that hurts me. Like I hate it, but you talk to the director of it's like we got it. Like there's people who want to do stuff, but they don't want to play tennis. The tennis courts are empty. You know, probably seventy percent of the time. Yep. Like where do you like what are you gonna do? Yeah, I was just. I was going to say, so Brian and the post also made in all places are different. Right. And he made a, a mention of, he thought lessons were down. Participation was down in for him, in for tennis. him. Yeah. So I'm going to give two takes on that is one is my wife never had a crazier summer than last year because of covid mm. so her numbers but she does paddle pa- but ta- i'm talking tennis oh her, her tennis paddle numbers. numbers were in okay even more insane but all the pros that i still communicate with last summer was their biggest summer record summer ever and these are outdoor uh private facilities too so i mm. should clarify that um so i didn't see any decrease with numbers i think the hard thing too is and I've, I've always kind of argued this in tennis to me, it's hard to get a true gauge of what numbers really are if you're going off the USTA 
because <laughs> why would that be, Matt? Yeah, there's are they what, biased or well, incentive? Well, eighty percent of people don't play USTA, so we're you know how are you? I, I never understood how they're determining growth because of all the clubs I've never been at, no one's ever called. It's bigger this year. Shut up. <laughs> exactly. That's how they, that's how they determine. Yeah. Oh, wait, is anybody here sponsored by the USTA? No. Uh, growth by the USTA standards is how much money they could bring into their own nonprofit, in my opinion. Yeah. But so there's a cease and desist letter coming now from the USTA. <laughs> I'm expecting it. Um, but but the other one I look at for just paddle, pickleball, and tennis. So I'm assuming everybody that's listening to this plays tennis. Give yourself a round of applause because that is one of the most complicated sports oh, yeah. to play. And it's a big court. Uh, 2015, they usually don't stick with it because it is so hard. I don't care if it's singles or doubles. It is very difficult. The on-ramping is, it, is difficult. Yeah, so I can take somebody today. It's like learning how to drive in an F1 car. Right, <laughs> and get them on a tennis court. And Maybe that's an exaggeration. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And look at that player, and I'm talking a low-level player, and saying we might be, and I'm just guesstimating, four weeks before you can actually play a match because you physically can't get a serve over. Mm-hmm. I could take that same player and put him on a pickle or a paddle court and get him to play tomorrow. I, I'm that confident in that. Just because you got a smaller court, you have smaller equipment. So I don't think it's taking away from it's tennis. It's less downtime. It's less expensive. Yeah, I think it's just attracting a new audience and taking players that, like me, have played something for so long and just need a transition. And to back up, Matt, on that, um, no, I don't think anybody, no one in this table of three is bashing the pro level of pickleball because it is tough. Yeah. But as the accessibility comes, no, I don't think like, Matt's trying to say it's easy. Yeah. yeah. There's no, there's virtually no. On the on ramping is, is easier, yeah. but yeah, it, so it doesn't easier. mean you're elite at it after the first week. <laughs> but, but as, a, t- as no. a tennis player, I think I played pickleball three times before I played a tournament, and they placed me in the open level. Which is, uh, I think that was like five zero or five five. And Zane, funny enough, he's number four in the world now. He played in the division below me. He obviously stuck with it. I didn't. But first of all, at that. But you didn't level, come in like uh, from square one. Correct. Like you, you had you, rackets background. Yeah, yeah. I had rackets background. But like, it is. First of all, it's super fun. Second of all, I played singles. It's exhausting. Yeah. Singles pickleball at like a somewhat semi-pro level is incredibly exhausting and incredibly fun. It's like using different parts of your muscle, but I'm looking around, wait, what the hell? I'm on, the ten- on a tennis court. Yeah. Why am I so tired? It's just different. Yeah. But you do carry over Picks some. two and, and a half steps to get to the net. Why am I so tired? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm here to back up some of Brian's sentiments. I don't know if you guys are, but I've got some cont- points of contention. I mean... <laughs> It's not really fair for us, frankly. It's not a fair representation here because we've all been in tennis for a long time. Uh, We all have made income and like it's part of our career in tennis, but we all are not in a normal uh, tennis role. None of us are a a usual like full time teacher. Like it sounds like. Brian was yes. None of us are in Brian's shoes, where where he can kind of see things shrinking around him. You know the the feels like maybe the titanic is like slowly yeah. he's like oh what's going on yeah guys and it's it's easy to get defensive and and lash out at the 
imposter, I think. Yeah, and, and there was somebody from Ferris State that just recently posted something. I can't remember if it was on General Facebook or our PTM alumni and asked, inquired about pickleball as well, and he was he's 100% against it. And it was more right. of... In general? In ge- well, like down with pickleball? Yeah, and, and his points with were... Somebody I know? Uh, I would. I, I would great call on RJ the other day. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> that, like was, that? that was a huge call. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh no. Um, <laughs> so th- he was basically saying it's not going to, based on the analytics they were doing, it's not going to bring in revenue to the club. It's a membership benefit, and they'd have to take away a tennis court where he he estimated they're going to lose about 10k based on the yearly revenue that's coming into that court. Basically, they're saying all their courts are being used. Hmm. And and I had a lot of questions. I didn't understand. All well, the tennis courts are being used for tennis. For tennis, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it, he was, and there was some things I didn't understand because the first thing I said, why don't you just put the lines and put some portable nets? Yeah. And that, that's a different topic. But kind of going back is I 100% Brian's point on this. If I worked here and let's say I'm struggling to get court time as it is, the numbers are getting smaller and now you're taking away possible court time for me to earn my living, yeah. and that's all I do is teach tennis, yeah. you're 100% right. I don't think I would, I would dig it. Now, I look at it, I'm playing a little devil's advocate with myself, though. I'm looking at it, well, then you have to get a little more growth mindset and maybe learn pickleball to make up some of that revenue. If you don't want to do it, that's cool. Or ask yourself the question, why is tennis shrinking in my area? Yeah. And try to do something about it. Do something, go to a different place. You know, there's a lot of factors. It's just, I, I understand that point of it. When you think somebody's impeding on your ability to earn money, I get it. But this goes into a business question of like the growth mindset, as you mentioned. You know, obviously this gentleman, Brian, let's, you know, he's, he's, say a fantastic tennis coach why can't he like take some time and understand the sport of this thing called pickleball and possibly branch out in lessons that way or uh up his skills or add more tools to his toolbox on the tennis side of things to yeah. make him a more mm-hmm. desirable more niche person in his own market so that there's higher demand for his time yeah i, mean, I think it could go it could go yeah. either either direction but say like but you're saying he's I'm not, so- I'm not. I'm not judging. I'm not saying this is Brian. But you know, if if you just if your course of action is just become a keyboard warrior and bash on pickleball, like that's not gonna yeah solve anything. Not for yourself as the the coach or for the you know sport of tennis. But it was interesting, and I didn't read through all the comments. I'm not saying Brian's a keyboard warrior. Yeah. I'm just just saying like if those are your three options, like complain about it, up your tennis game, or you know Fine. add yeah. pickleball to your repertoire. But it was interesting reading through the comments. It was I don't want to say it was a 50-50 split or 60-40. I didn't dive into it too much, but it was it was interesting. It was both sides of the coin. It was people that are basically saying pickleball is the devil. Why are we playing this stupid game? And others it's more so of, noisy. Yeah, and it, that was one of them. That was <laughs> that the is. noise and and I was like, "Really?" But um but there was some and and I, I can't remember who made the the comment is more of saying I enjoy this because and they said they didn't play a lot. They played more socially. Like, they didn't play in tournaments. or, But they said, well, I don't play tennis and pickleball with the same group of people. This mm. is a different subset of friends because they don't play tennis. And I really enjoy mm. hanging out with them. And, and that's what I believe her point was is more of just 
you know, it, I, I, I enjoy doing both. Why can't I do both? I can be on both sides of the, the coin right here. And, but some of the people that are commenting on that post saying, no, you can't have both. You yeah. either must hate it or love it. it yeah. I, in, in, it, that's the internet for you. Yeah, that's... <laughs> but it yeah. But it, it, I see you, internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just... It, it was interesting. I just didn't understand the... Some of the frustration with with some of the comments and kind of going back to your point is if you have a brand new tennis courts at a park district, let's say outdoor public courts that are just beautiful. If you're not going to use them, they're going to repurpose what they're for. So if you're going to keep saying, I'll get to it the next day, I'll get to it the next day. And then it's three years in one of the courts, you don't see anybody playing on them. They're going to figure out what to do with them. So I know some people are very fortunate to belong to their own clubs and they don't need the the public spaces and that's great. But when I hear, well, they're taking away the public courts, it's like, well, there's a reason for it. Yeah. And, and they're not being utilized. And it's unfortunate, but if you want them to stay, you might have to be a little bit of a, a ch- leading that charge of saying, hey, Ian, hey, Mark, let's grab our buddies and let's get out there so we can justify to them like these are being utilized. But my question is, how do they um, how do they measure that since it's a public court? There's not someone sitting at the Park District outdoor tennis court with a pencil and paper 24 seven, right? That's true. But I, I mean, I think you can I think one of it you can I don't want to say just tell like yeah. there's the I I'm by a beautiful park that has eight or 10 tennis courts and they're talking about taking a bank and putting dedicated pickleball. I'm there for my son's practices, take them there. My wife and I have hit there. There's rarely anybody at those courts. That's it. And and again, that is a small measuring board because I'm going at different days, different times, but I'm guessing if you took away a bank, they, you wouldn't notice it. And difference. as you said, the pickleball courts are being used They're, yeah. constantly. Yeah, hundred percent. It's crazy though. I just I have a good friend in Brooklyn, New York, and I mean it's I, it's own animal, obviously. But he was talking to me uh, the last time I was there visiting him uh, pre COVID. We went and hit together, and we got there as the sun was coming up, and we got the last courts. And shortly after we got the, I don't know, it was a bank of six, maybe five. Uh, as we got the last court, other people started coming and a line formed. And I talked to him the other day and he said the line now, like basically re- reaches around the, it's like once some- somebody's waiting for a court, you have a one hour limit. Mm-hmm. And it's like this all through New York City. But but that's New York City. Yeah. That's why I said, let's concentrate on the Midwest. <laughs> well, sure. But I, I think it's worth pointing out yeah. that it's a very different reality. Like if somebody's lived in New York City their whole life, they might be listening to us saying, like, what yeah. the hell? Like, these guys have no idea what they're talking about. But there are different realities in different geographical uh, regions, for sure. Yeah, I think city city of Chicago is the same way. Everybody like, in New York yeah. City who just heard your story is, like, dying inside yeah, right now. Yeah, city's the same way as Chicago. There's usually a way to... Because there's only... It's like Lakeshore. There's only so many spot that's, spots that have public courts. But you go to the Burbs... Yeah, and you know, for for me, I'm in a radius of our high school in, um, like I said, McCollum Park that has 20 courts. So, and a lot of suburbs are that way. When you're in bigger bigger areas, I don't know what you know Milwaukee is like. Or to a smaller extent, uh, Milwaukee is similar only in one place called um, McKinley Park. 
uh, which is right on the lake. That's where it's at. Yeah. No, it, it's beautiful. And yeah, um, it it's, is. it's six courts. And it has like, it's not, it has actual like tennis culture. Yeah. Like you see the same people at this. I used to live two blocks from there. Really? You see the same oh. people at the same times. Like people will come with like their chairs and like umbrellas yeah. and like, cam- like a group of like eight dudes will come That's and like awesome. sit and like four of them are playing. The other four are, are like are like oh. yelling at him and making fun of him and one then of them, they'll rotate. Like one of them is always shirtless and he is... <laughs> I know, I know you're you talking, don't, and you like, don't want him to be shirtless. He's, he's a big dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's got a gut. Is he the one that has a sweatband a lot of times? No, no, that's another guy. No, <laughs> there's this one guy. I, he actually isn't homeless because I should talk to him. Um, and he has uh, a terrier, unleashed, beautiful, cute dog, very, but yelpy, that's the issue. But he's always shirtless and he's always willing to play with someone. <laughs> and awesome. it's... It's like, yep, that's the guy. <laughs> yeah, so I I feel like in the Midwest, that kind of court centric, tennis court centric, like like culture is the only word or community maybe. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty rare in the in the Midwest. But more it, more mm-hmm. often than not, yeah. it's like the story that Matt told, yeah. which but, is the way it is. But it's great when you do see it. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, yeah, that's not how you hit a forehand. But it's the but exception. Yeah, exactly. It's the exception, though. Um, there's other... I've been wanting to do a video forever uh, where I, I go down to those courts and uh, I do some kind of challenge where like we set up cameras <laughs> and I like put up a, like a, a like a, a poster board that says come beat me play me yeah, yeah. yeah it's like win a game like I'll give you a hundred dollars or something like that and so you just... want to hustle people no, they, sure. no well, like, he went. He went. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. He's, not, he's not gonna. I, uh, you're gonna dress up in like the old man suit and no, no, jeans. No. Jeans are the words at no, <laughs> no, I don't win money. Like I just okay, give, give out yeah. money to whoever can beat me in a point or something like that. Like I've been wanting to do that video well, for a while. Summer's coming up. We should do yeah. that. It'd be fun. Yeah. Or maybe we could do doubles version of it too. <laughs> Love it. Um, but with citing the other part of this argument, especially in indoor tennis. Pickleball points are super annoying because of that one <laughs> dinking <laughs> sound. Ting, exactly. Ting, Have ting. you ever been in a facility where there's like 20 matches going on at the same time? <laughs> um, it's it's pretty crazy. Other yeah. than here, and I, but I was playing pickleball. That's the issue. But there was like a tournament here where I think there were, yeah, all eight okay, yeah. within a bank. Super. But again, I was playing pickleball, so I wasn't playing tennis. So I really couldn't right, associate yeah. the sound as like dissonance. Where if I was playing a single tennis match on court one, and there were 17 pickleball matches <laughs> going on at the same time, no. I could definitely see how it's annoying, especially mm-hmm. especially if it's indoor tennis. Yeah. This coming from the guy who goes "buah" when he hits a, <laughs> when he hits a tennis ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I deserve that. Come on. I, de- I deserve that. I deserve that. <laughs> M- Michael is coming here today, so I'll, I'll talk to him about that. Come on. <laughs> oh man, that was pretty funny. Um. Is boy really that annoying? I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> you say boy, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> just telling you. It's kind of, I don't think I have anything else. What Do you, do you guys have any final, uh, final I thoughts? I don't feel like we've really solved anything here, but. Oh, we're not solvers. We're, we're keyboard warriors. <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. We're in MP3 we're, form. We're, we're, we're make you think about yeah. it. Um, the lines can get kind of annoying if they're being hit there on a somewhat consistent basis. Yes, it's not supposed to have that skid effect, right. at least the, w- the way they're probably engineered to. Yeah. But they, they do. And, and it's also if too. the color, like if whoever set them up was a dumbass about the color, yeah. it can be really yeah. hard to see. Have you yeah. seen a hot pink one? I have yet to see one. Hot pink pickleball no, lines. That's terrible though. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> just, no. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I have much more to add. I, I just think it's more of... 
people choose different paths and when they kind of get burnt out of tennis or, um, you know, they want to do other things and, you know, whether it's platform, whether it's golf. And I, I, I was joking with Suzanne the other day that my wife, and I said, I, I've been wanting to really get in golf. Like I, I enjoy it. I'm decent at it. I'm not yes. good, but I don't have time. Yep. But at some point, I'm going to get into it because I'm not going to want to run around as much. as, And that could be 50 years old. That could be 60 years old. That could be 45. I don't know what that timeline is. I'll but, set up a tea time for us, Matt. I love it. I'm going to get back into golf. And, uh, so it's yeah. the same thing for me. I cannot justify spending six hours of a right. day away from family or business no. or whatever. Yeah. And, oh, and, I can. <laughs> but, <laughs> Enjoy but, it. <laughs> yeah, but, but that I think that's the thing is, you know, for the tennis players out there that are – kind of grumpy about the explosion of pickleball, I don't personally think it's taking away from their audience and opponents or friendships they're going to make. I, I mean, yeah, there's going to be some that didn't choose or maybe quit early, but in the grand scheme of things, I think it's attracting a new audience or an audience that was going away from tennis anyway. Right. So. I don't have anything else. Mark? Nothing. I think that's all said and done. We solved all the problems. <clears throat> I'm curious to see, hear what some of the reactions are going to be. <laughs> I guess my final thought would just simply be I, f- I feel bad that there's nobody here representing the the PO. The other, yeah. The, yeah. Maybe like, you could bring Zane on here for this Was he previously too. tennis? Yeah, he was, he was a previous tennis player. Now he's literally number four in the world for pickleball, for professional was pickleball. He, did he ever earn a living uh, tennis? With, with tennis? He taught tennis just like any college kid over the summer. He played at Whitewater number one. Okay. So he has had monetary success or at least profit from teaching tennis i think to really represent like we need a career like tennis coach yeah that is saying why that it's not i think why they don't care for what's you know more pickleball courts i'm sure they're i'm sure they're out there we could yeah i'll reach into my network all right well thanks for listening everybody appreciate your support make sure to subscribe if you haven't already and we'll catch you in the next episode take care